Today is the fourth Sunday of Easter, affectionately called Good Shepherd Sunday. Can you tell? <laughs> we have the opportunity to focus on the image of Jesus as a good shepherd of his flock. The gospel reading is the first part of the discourse of the Good Shepherd, but is also the last part of a story we heard in Lent that of Jesus healing the man born blind, his testimony which resulted in the blind man being thrown out of the temple, and Jesus' comments to other Pharisees who observed these events. To teach these men who he is, Jesus describes the true shepherd of the flock in this lesson, and at the same time, Jesus describes the characters who harm the flock, of course, sheep were very common in Palestine and were used as sacrifices at the temple. Meat for eating, milk, and wool for textiles. Their skins were used for parchment. No part of the sheep was wasted. Bones were used to make children's toys, and the knuckle bones were used as randomizers, much like you would use dice to settle issues. These bones have also been found at archaeological sites forming wall joints within um, dwellings. Sheep also signify wealth in ancient Israel. Abel, brother of the murderous Cain, was the first shepherd. Imagine that. Abraham was given sheep by God. David is the most well-known shepherd of the Hebrew Bible. And Job is described as the greatest man of the people of the East at his time. Some of his wealth was measured in sheep. His herd numbered 7,000. So sheep were important. Suffice it to say, sheep were common and necessary for ancient Israel. So tending the sheep is an important task, which is interesting since shepherds themselves were not looked upon with great favor. They were outsiders, low in social status. They lived a rather earthy life, so to speak, on the edges of towns and were considered on the cusp of the unclean. Not leper-like in status, but not someone you usually invited to dinner. However, God certainly looked upon them with great favor as God announced the birth of Jesus to shepherds first. And Jesus, the inheritor of David's mantle, the kingly sheep herder himself, now uses the shepherd as his own icon. The Pharisees present today would certainly be familiar with the prophet Ezekiel as he records God's rebuke of corrupt kings of Israel for being poor shepherds over the people. In Ezekiel, the Lord gives hope to the people of Israel with this. The Lord God said, I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture in the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, I will bring back the strays, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. Jesus calls out the contemporary spiritual leaders who have been exploitative of the people in their care. He calls them thieves because that's what they are. Their theft enabled their privileged living standards 
and it shepherded their own scorn from whom they were charged to care for. Their people are placed in subservient roles, not tended or soothed. The bandits aren't any better. They are the anti-Roman revolutionaries making messianic claims, and in the name of the cause would sacrifice their own loved ones. Jesus knows that both lead to death, both physical and spiritual. In today's passage, we don't hear the term good shepherd, though, but since we know of it and heard it in our colic today, and the term hovers, hovers over all of our readings, we can easily see both the good and the bad, the light and the dark in this passage. Danger and evil through fanaticism and usury are the forces that leave people impoverished and cause them great sorrow and pain. The followers of Jesus know his soothing voice, and they follow him. He leads his followers like that of a faithful shepherd. In John's Gospel, Jesus describes the sheep as knowing the shepherd's voice and running from voices they do not know. But he does not say that he's a good shepherd yet. That comes a little bit after our reading today. Today, Jesus states, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate. Gates separate things. Gates keep things in, and gates keep things out. That can be a good thing. In the sheepfold, the closed gate keeps the sheep safe at night, so that no sheep may wander away and allow wolves in. In towns, the sheepfold is usually an enclosure with three walls and a door. Several shepherds may keep their flocks in the fold, so when the shepherd of the flock calls his sheep, they know his voice, and they file out of the fold to graze in pastures. Presumably, the sheep from another shepherd will stay put in the fold when they are called. Here's another interesting thing. In Palestine, shepherds lead their flock. Unlike in many parts of the world, such as Britain, where dogs are used to herd the sheep from behind, so we see trust and confidence between the shepherd and his sheep. The sheep trust the shepherd because when they hear his tender call, they know they are being led to verdant pastures and still waters in safety. They know they will be protected against predators by the shepherd's rod and staff. At the same time, the shepherd has confidence that the sheep will stay together as a flock and follow him. It is a natural compact a covenantal relationship, you might say. Now, when the herd was out in the pastures too far from town to return for the night, the shepherd usually had built a fold already, but instead of the door, the shepherd would lie down on the ground at the opening. He is the literal gate. The sheep sleep in the fold and have to step over the, sheep, the shepherd to leave. Anything coming in has to step over the shepherd to enter the fold. Even in his sleep, the shepherd is caring, protective, and vigilant. So when Jesus states that he is the gate, it's not just metaphoric. The gate is protection, and it is a portal or an avenue to freedom. Jesus is the gate. Whoever enters by Jesus will be saved, will be healed, will be rescued, will be preserved. Whoever enters by Jesus has the way to God. Our relationship with God is through Jesus, and when we pray to God, 
We pray through Jesus. We pray through the gate. And whoever comes to God through him will have the perfect freedom of going in and out of the gate. For the people of Israel, the meaning going out and coming in had significance. For them, going out and coming in means that they may do so in safety and without fear. The country or nation is at peace, and the forces of law and safety are at work in the land. The person may live and travel and work in safety and security. Through Christ, we are free from bondage of the worries that keep us insecure, afraid, tied up in knots during the middle of the night, the things that hold us captive, the things that prevent each one of us from living a life to its fullest. Not only are we assured safety and freedom, but also pasture. And the word Jesus uses today for abundant is abundant, but it's really over-the-top superabundance. He says to us, I come to you so that you might have life and have it in ways you could never, ever imagine. With security, safety, and the blessed assurance that life in all of its manifestations is yours, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Follow me. Our Lord has tender knowledge of each one of us, and he is the gate, the safety of our flock. A shepherd willing to lay his life for us. He is the gate and the entryway to eternal life that is possible for all people. We are all members of this flock, and this is our passage to salvation. But this isn't only about eternal life. The gate is about us now. This freedom is about our lives now. Being a follower of Jesus as both the good shepherd and the gate means that through him we have the freedom to live our lives in happiness and comfort and joy and peace with the protections of our good shepherd. Unlike the thieves and bandits who lead their followers further away from God with many siren songs of power through might and division or through daily busyness and distractions in this earthly life, Jesus leads us to God. Like the disciples in our reading from the book of Acts, together we are gathered together today to hear the word of God, to share in Christ's body and blood. And so let us take time to listen to and for our good shepherd every day to know his voice better. The Lord is our shepherd, and we shall not be in want. His mercy and goodness shall lead us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.